self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i actually have a meat positivity story this week i guess we'll see what that's about also known as calamity red well, we are Conversation Con Artists back for another wonderful episode. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question or comment or something you want us to elaborate on, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is ConversationConArtists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send it to us that way. Thank you so much to Colin for stepping in for me last week because I was sick as fuck. And unfortunately, being sick as fuck when you got a new job and don't have sick time means you will miss money. And I was out of work for a day. And I'm also in between um, health insurance. So my old job cut my insurance off before the new job started it. So I'm uninsured. Bad feeling. <laughs> Real bad feeling. But I'm back. So thank you, Colin, for, appreciate for you, Colin. stepping in. It's I appreciate that. Yeah, I heard a lot of meat talk. So, you know, that's to be expected, though. That's what we do. That's what y'all do. Sounds like that, what you're going to do today. But I feel like this is a trap. I don't know why you would think that. Because I know you. I'm hurt. I know you. <laughs> I know the dark side of you. <laughs> you know, like. Most of the people in your life, they know the optimistic side of you, the side that try to be good and that <laughs> decorum and shit. I'll do it. I'll come home. Yeah. I'll do things. I know the dark side of your ass <laughs> better than any fucking body I'm willing to posit. Probably. Not the vindictive evil side, because there's some niggas that know that side better than me. Yes. But that yeah. just general darkness that you have, <laughs> I know that side better than Make anybody. Make sound like Maleficent out here. Um, but yeah, no, I gotta stop. But I'll, I'll wait to the to the end of the letters. To, so we have letters. We do. Uh, we have letters that Colin sent us in a few weeks ago from older episodes that we're gonna go through. Yes, we're gonna go through Cole Jackson's letter that we answered last week. But yes. I want you to answer it too. Yes, and we're gonna go. Big Stu sent us Big another letter, Stu. man. Big Stu, I appreciate your energy sending le- letter uh, energy. I, I really do, and I, I hope you keep sending us letters as long as well as anybody else. Yeah, who is new and has been wanting to reach out and send that letter, but hadn't had a chance to do it. If you have do a question it. about something that we say, I want us to elaborate on it, or just anything. If you're listening to the show and wish that you could be where we are and say, "Hey, blah blah blah," send that in a letter, and we'll we'll answer it. Please do. So, who we starting with? We starting with Colin. We're going to go in the order that these holes were delivered. Let's see. I'm going to try not to be playing with my hair. <laughs> yeah, don't play with your hair. It's straight right now. And it's Got me playing in a hair. It, it. Y'all listen to, did you listen to the Dream First album? Oh, God. Love, hate. <sighs> oh, bad times in your life. No. Oh, not, okay. <laughs> not bad times. I just, that, eh, eh, I hate hit that when he do that with his voice. I like it. I like that first album. I'm not used to my hair touching me. If you let, let me tell you my favorite kind of albums. The okay. Dream album, I don't know what he do with the music and the production, 
but the end of the last song fades so smoothly into the next song. Oh, that's cool. It like changes beat a little bit and it goes into the next song. I really like when producers do that shit. I like when they do it. Well, that's what happens when the artist is a producer. I know, exactly. <laughs> so, And also for those of you who really enjoyed 90s music, Tory Lanez album just came out. It's called Chicks Tape 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. But it's really kind of like a, a, a tribute to all of them old 90 songs. Okay, he's not, not doing... Not 90s, 2000s, I'm sorry. Early he's 2000s. He's not doing what Jacquees did, is he? No, he really okay. just... <laughs> so, I watched his Breakfast Club interview, and I normally would not watch Tory Lane's Breakfast Club interview, but every now and then, DJ Envy and Charlemagne get into a little back and forth about whether his hair is real or not. <laughs> and Tory Lanez apparently has been very open about the process he's undergone to try to get his hair to grow back mm-hmm. because he'll talk about how his hair look fucked up and then how he's trying to transition to it looking better and he's been real open about it and they and he keeps saying wait till Tory Lanez come back and you know so DJ Envy wanted him to come back just so he could let him grab his hair and say this is my hat it's real you know but I would not normally listen to it but the way that he said he was like, you know, uh, 80s babies music was the 90s because the 80s music, they was little. Mm-hmm. So they music was the 90s. He said, I'm a 90s baby, so my music is the 2000s. So he got like Jagged Edge. Oh, he got man. like a, a remix of T-Pain's I'm Sprung. It's oh, called Jerry shit. Sprunger. T-Pain is in it. That's but he got a whole bunch of features of people from like the early 2000s. And remixed a lot of their songs, used samples from their music, some samples from some of Pharrell music, and just the whole. I don't. I mean, I don't know how he said. DJ Envy was like, "How you get the budget for that?" And he was like, "Man, I just didn't know a lot of people was gonna be as nice as they was." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's just, cool. Just that nostalgia, if you like that '90s music. But that hair thing really reminded me of. Um, so I. I I straightened my hair. I cut my hair probably two years ago, uh-huh. and it's back where it was pretty much because I haven't been cutting on it anymore. But I posted a picture on Facebook Shogun from Government Names, commented it was like, "Teach me how to grow my hair," and I was like, "I think you gotta have a foundation first, bro. You ain't got no foundation." Well, what Tory Lanez was talking about doing is this: it's the thing called I can't remember the name of it, but. It's some kind of shot that you get. They oh, okay. basically take the, they either take stem cells or cells that are active from other parts of your body to stimulate plasma hair in your blood. Oh. They take plasma in your blood and put that plasma in the dead blood cells in your hair and your hair follicles that have died. And then oh. it, it, they come back sometimes. Okay. If y'all don't know, Shogun is bald. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen him from government names. He's bald, so that's why it was funny Look, for him man, to say I'm, that. I'm all, I'm all for the um, bald-headed brethren. Oh, no. I would much prefer that than these niggas that be trying to hang on to the... Listen. What is that? Is that rain? No, my computer. Oh, the fan. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Um, I'm all for that. Look, if your hair start coming out, I get that that must be painful. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I feel you. But what's more painful is walking around with a George Jefferson. That's more painful. For us, who's looking at you, don't do that to yourself. I always feel so bad when I'm like, just cut it off, man. Just let it go. Just let, let it, it go. go. Let it let go. Let it go. <laughs> 
We got way off. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't we know did. how we got here. <laughs> how did we get here? All right, Deborah Cox. <laughs> uh, apparently, I'm going to be on my 90s music shit. <laughs> um, 90s music shit, not 2000s. Remember that. <laughs> uh, episode 209, episode 2010. Cons got meat. Kingdom Meat Cast and the Arctic Meat Blast. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> All right, come I on. love it. What's good, Red? You thought I was gone, but I'm not. <laughs> Been a busy couple of weeks, and I'm finally starting to catch up on life now that the MS Ignite conference is complete. I know you were just devastated that there were no meat mails. Get it? Like email. <laughs> Laugh my ass off. To read the last two shows, so I got a special list of topics for you. The Trump M. Meech Mint hearings. <laughs> <laughs> I read up on the first couple of bits of testimony, and I'm wondering if you've been following along and want to get both of your input on the impeachment hearings, Trump recently, and more. Jim Jordan is trash. They call him Jim, G Y M, because of the OSU scandal where he did nothing about a bunch of rapes. Number two, Amazing. Stephen Miller's trash ass emails. Number three, for Mr. On Point, did you see the updated trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog? Movie went from a hard pass to a must see for me now. They actually fixed him. Why only you? I watch movies like Sonic. Well, I we, play Sonic. We actually Sonic. talk about pop culture shit all the time and play games. So I guess the assumption I is talk that. About pop I'm the one that talk about pop culture stuff. Me and, uh, me and him were actually talking about having a segment on the podcast about talking about video games, though. So, like. Whatever. And gaming together. We haven't yet, but we, we will at some point. For Red, remember, meat positivity isn't about meat. It's That's about what I, me. I, this is what I get. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He has an article on Live Science leaked to an article that is titled, Size Doesn't Matter, Penis Shame is in All Guys' Heads. We are, again, at the end of the letter, read before we get into the stories. <laughs> I'm going to talk about me positivity. More later when I get to live right in. Well, we're going to talk about the Trump stuff in the show. So I don't know if we need to go into it now. I can talk about it now uh, and just not worry about talking about it in the show. Okay. Since it was a question. I didn't yeah. even remember it was a question. Uh, so let's talk about what's going on with Trump lately. The latest thing. If y'all didn't know what was going on, y'all might have heard the words Ukraine. Uh, Y'all might have heard Russia again in this particular scandal. Mm -hmm. Russia seemed to just be involved with every fucking thing. Yeah. But what happened is apparently Joe Biden's son worked for this organization in Ukraine. And uh, he just sat on the board. He didn't work for the organization. But Ukraine is notoriously corrupt. It's like it ain't really much much of shit you can do in Ukraine without having some corruption. The last, uh, I don't know if it's the uh, ambassador or whatever, it was a major position in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. He was very corrupt to the point that America and a lot of the other NATO nations wanted him the fuck out. Damn. And Joe Biden was one of the front voices of saying, we need to get this man out because his corruption is fucking bullshit. Everybody wanted him out. Now, I'm going to come back to that. What happened was we seen Ukraine aid all the goddamn time, every damn year, because Russia is steadily trying to fuck Ukraine up. Russia is steadily trying to reoccupy Ukraine as Ukraine hadn't always been its own fucking nation. Mm -hmm. Right. So 
we always help Ukraine. We be like, look, Ukraine, we got you. We got your guns. We got your money. Because it's literally, Russia is literally waiting. Russia is literally waiting to, for America to fuck up on that aid to where they can't maintain their defenses and Russia can come in and storm the motherfucker. But as long as America come through with the loot, Ukraine is good. Mm-hmm. This time what happened is Trump called the prime minister of, of Ukraine, new prime minister. They got rid of this old corrupt dude. They got rid of that the other corrupt dude that I was talking about, mm-hmm. the ambassador. And they was like, let's see where this dude stand. Trump basically called him and said, listen, um, we got aid for you. No doubt. We got aid for you. It would be, you know, interesting if y'all like investigated Joe Biden <laughs> and his son to My see what's going on. God. It'd be interesting. You know, I don't, you know. Um, and not me. I know y'all want a meeting with me. You know, it'll be real interesting if y'all did that, you know, and then, you know, that meeting will be real cool and, you know, we'll have a good talk and, you know, we'll, we're going to have a really good relationship. He now, is such a dummy. Now, in that same conversation, um, Donald Trump did not overtly say we're going to release this aid if you do these things, including, including do a press conference right now saying that we are about to investigate Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. Now, what we know about Trump is that Trump don't ever tell nobody to do shit overtly. But that's like your boss coming to you and saying, you know, I know it's time for us to do your yearly evaluation. So I'm going to be working on that next week. So, you know, just be getting ready for that. But also, I was just wondering, completely unrelated to that, if you'd like to go out to dinner with me this weekend. What the fuck? Like, no. So, that's what happened, though. Uh, The idea on the Republican side is that Trump did not have a quid pro quo. If you do this for me, I'll do that for you is the definition of Yes, but he didn't overtly say if he didn't give an if then scenario. But it's like when you're in a position of the 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 what I just described, that boss could get in trouble for that shit. Well see, that's nuance that Republicans ain't taking into consideration, but it's nuance that Democrats are using explicitly. Yeah. But the reality is Trump is in a position of power. But, in that but, situation. That's the thing. but the reality is he didn't say if you do this, no, then you'll do this for he me. He didn't say so that. So Republicans are using the fact that he didn't say that to say that it wasn't a queer pro quo. And Democrats are using the fact that the nuance that come with an if then thing and knowing how Trump normally does business with people he wanted to do shit for him to say this was a queer pro quo. So that's what's been going on lately. And Trump been going on his rants and tirades about it. Like a so, child. Like so, usual. of course, when something like this happens, people are fucking up in arms about it, mm-hmm. you know, and when somebody, somebody heard that call that Trump said, they heard that shit and they were like, what the fuck? Because anybody with any half an ounce of a brain knows what the fuck that is. Everybody who was in earshot of that conversation knew that conversation was fucked up. Yes. But the problem with our current white house and Trump is that nobody is willing to actually, uh, go against Trump. So they let that shit go. But this, and this person didn't even 
say it themselves. They, they went and told a friend. That friend said, that fucked up. I'm going to tell somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, the fact that he did this with the new prime minister that isn't corrupt or potentially isn't corrupt is just shows how stupid he is. Why would you do that? Well, the old prime minister, maybe. It, it's not stupid. It's just criminal. I mean, ideally, everything that a mob boss do to me and you is stupid as hell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, but that's what he's doing. He's doing criminal shit thinking that he has the clout and the leverage to get away with it now. That's the that's thing. That's the narcissism. Yeah, that's the narcissism. Because I'm like, with the mob boss, he has evidence that he can get. Trump has had so much shit get leaked, so many things. And yeah, he get away with it, but it's, it still comes out to the point where at this point, I wouldn't be doing shit if it was me. But because it's him and he's a narcissist, so... He doesn't really have that kind of insight. So, we know what a whistleblower is. A whistleblower is somebody in an organization (laughs) that, no, not a snitch. A snitch is different. (laughs) A snitch is different than a whistleblower. (laughs) A snitch is somebody who... A snitch is somebody who is involved in all of that shit that's going on, and they get tired of their role, or they don't want the shit that's coming from it, so they go tell. Now, whistleblower... Is a snitch ain't somebody who ain't got shit to do with shit. You know what I'm saying? To me, if if I see some drug dealers and shit going on across the street or some murders, and I call the police, I'm not a snitch. They a gonna snitch, say you a snitch. They gonna say I'm a snitch because <laughs> they have they created this big ass umbrella for snitch to mean because they yes. just don't want nobody in the hood saying shit. Yeah, but a, a snitch, snitch. The, tra- the traditional definition of a snitch in any mob movie or anything is a motherfucker that's in the operation that go tell people what the fuck going on. That's a snitch for their own yeah. game. So if you want to use the same umbrella that everybody else used, then yeah, that's a snitch. <laughs> but. A whistleblower is somebody who sees some bullshit going on in an organization and they have government protections against being retaliated against, which is important. Yeah. Because motherfuckers with money will retaliate on your ass. Yes. You're going to wake up in a basement with a firecracker in your ass. (laughs) M80, wondering what the hell going on. And it's all because you done told the government about some shady (laughs) shit your goddamn organization got going on. Okay. But don't mind, you don't know it's a firecracker in your ass because you can't see it. They got to tell you. And if they don't tell you, I guess you'll only know when they light it and you hear sizzling. <laughs> and you you ain't got much time. You pray. If you ever wake up with a firecracker, if you, you ever wake up with something in your ass and, and you hear a match light and there's some sizzling behind it, pray fast because your ass is going to explode from the outside in. <laughs> uh, anyway, they the whistleblower came out and said this and so they're like who is the whistleblower we need to interview him we need to interview that person that turned into um the transcripts being released and the shit the whistleblower said being true and they are so gung-ho and caught up on interviewing the whistleblower and it's like why the fuck do you need to interview the whistleblower if a goddamn raccoon, a sentient raccoon came up to the goddamn Congress and said, hey, Trump had a fucked up phone call, y'all. Y'all need to look at that transcript and disappear it into the wind. If it turned out to be true, it don't fucking matter how you got the information. If that shit turned out to be true. So they don't want to drop the whistleblower shit because they want to make Trump, like the Republicans want to make Trump happy. And Jim Jordan is the fucking worst. 
Yes. He just screams. He just yells. He just berates people. He just tries to invalidate anybody's point that don't go along with what the Republican rhetoric is. Now, where are we going? At this point, you realize that it's people that has to know about this shit. Mm-hmm. So motherfuckers have been testifying on Trump about this shit. Yes, it was a quid pro quo. This is pretty much, I don't remember all their names. Yes, it was a quid pro quo. Yes, we knew about it. Yes, there was pressure on Ukraine. Yes, Ukraine knew there was pressure. No, Ukraine didn't know that the aid was being held because of that pressure. But everybody over here, we knew and we've been chattering that this shit was contingent upon um, this aid being released was contingent upon Them Ukraine investigating and yeah. doing all this shit. Okay, so now during this whole time, these are decorated veterans that Trump is saying they're never Trumpers. They're secret Democrats. And the Republicans are eating that shit up. Like, they ain't taking into consideration these motherfuckers come from a long line of military families that got the utmost integrity that's been praised by the Democrats and the Republicans. He's just coming out and saying, never Trumpers. And then all the Republicans are like, well, we don't... That's the Democrats' test- testimony. That's not, you know, it, and it's... But I think at this point in this fiasco that has gone on for far too long, you can't expect logic and reason from anybody that is still taking up or supporting Trump. You can't because it ain't no... It makes no sense. It's dumb. <laughs> like, yeah. it's fucking stupid. At this point, you can't really expect it to make sense because in order for you to still be supporting him now... You have to to just say fuck logic and common decency and just we just gonna ride with him till the wheels fall off at this point. So I'm not surprised that they are not taking into consideration any of the logical things that the rest of us are like, nigga, it's right there because they, you gotta be crazy at this point <laughs> to still be in support of him blindly in support of him. They're dumb. <laughs> they are dumb. Jesus. Now, let me. I'm going to say a name, and then I'm going to talk about the name that I said. All right? Okay. Gordon Sondland. Sondland. He is the U.S. ambassador to the European Union. Oh, okay. Now. So he go to them EU meetings. He go to all that shit. Uh, I don't think Ukraine is in the uh, EU, Um, but... That's what makes this kind of weird because he's kind of been the point guy on trying to set up some of this stuff. Now, Red, you murdered somebody. Okay. Possible. And you know without a doubt that when you call me that I'm going to be there for you, come and help you get rid of the body. Yes. And... If we can get away with it, nobody will ever know yes. that that shit happened. I, I, that's theoretical, you. I don't think real you would do that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Murder somebody and then call me. No. Okay. You smart. You smart. <laughs> you might know that that's not a chance to take. No, it's not. Not with you. Now, in this scenario, you are Trump and I am Sunland. Mm-hmm. So Trump is like, Sondland got me. Sondland came out that bitch. <laughs> he did what you would do. He, he called the police immediately on your ass, and the police was at your door 
immediately. That's what Sondland did to this Trump. This is why I wouldn't call you. That's not what I would do. Not call the police immediately, but I feel like at some point. You're going to have to break down your whole plan of how we not going to get caught. And that shit got to make sense. Or I'm going to say, my name is Bennett. I ain't in it. Now, this con- conversation didn't happen. But you better delete that shit off of your phone log, too. Because if they come to my house because of your fuck-ups, your ass is grass. Uh, I got to delete phone Sondland calls. You don't? I know. I watch too much oh, ID okay. channel. I'm you delete sure. everything. Making, well, it. it don't really matter. They can get the phone. They can get it. Here or there. But go ahead. Sondland <laughs> came in that bitch and said, everybody... Who done testified was telling the truth. I have had all of these conversations <laughs> with Trump. Trump Damn. was talking about this shit being a quid pro quo. Not only that, my niggas. <laughs> Pence. Um, Pompeo. And Mick Mulvaney knew about all of that shit. Damn. All of them knew. It be your own people. <laughs> And so, you hate to see it. This is what the impeachment inquiry is: them gathering information to determine if what they found out is enough to say y'all um, are a problem. Damn. But but the Republicans are twisting and spinning that shit. With the, the way they're spinning it now is they trying to say that uh, Ukraine was instrumental in uh, hacking into our election oh god and that they um the aid was not being released because we wanted to make sure that they wasn't the fuck out on of some here. bullshit uh, oh you know right uh, now they just they're having to contort themselves to such a desperate position in order to accommodate not looking silly and trump not getting voted out and the Republicans still maintain the power. This boat that they own with him is leaking. It's on fire. It's sharks surrounding it. And these motherfuckers is just like we're going to ride this until it go to the bottom of the and ocean. And in that same boat, <laughs> in the middle of it, is somebody laying down ass up with a firecracker sticking out of it. <laughs> and it's sizzling right now. <laughs> And their ass is about to explode. What is with you and ass firecrackers today? I don't know. You know, I find a point and I stick with that uh, yes, shit. Yes, you do. That's what I do. Uh, now, Stephen Miller's trash ass emails. Uh, it's not a surprise. If y'all don't know, Stephen Miller is the goddamn. He on ESPN. What is he? Uh, anchor? Not Stephen. Smith. Oh, shit. Stephen Miller. That's the. <laughs> Ball-headed, racist young dude with Trump that's trying to keep any immigrants from being able to come here. Like all of his immigration bullshit is Stephen Miller. <laughs> um, but he had some emails come out that indicated that when he was uh, on the campaign trail, he was sending out information to Breitbart and emails to indicate uh, white nationalist white nationalist Who's stories. Surprised? Nobody surprised, man. I just I mean at this point it's just He's know. a white nationalist. White nationalist. Yeah. I don't know what I said. Think you said it right the first time? Oh, I thought I said white nationalist. No. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> you I said didn't. It right. 
Um, but I, I just I just don't like Stephen Miller. He's he's weird. He looked weird. He looked like a racist. Stephen A. Smith looks weird too. Maybe that's why I got to <laughs> Stephen A. Smith just mustache is weird. Like uh Kevin on stage said. Kev on is stage. Is it a mustache? Like what is it? I don't it? know what it is, man. Maybe he got burnt by a cigarette on his lip when he was little. Just grow shit. a beard in then, so can't nobody see that shit. Oh man, you can't his beard might be like that Anthony Hamilton pubic hair oh, beard God. shit. Oh god. That know. didn't stop Anthony Hamilton. I just don't know why you wouldn't have a beard if you can have a beard. Uh, oh, uh, Sonic. Yeah, they changed the fuck Sonic out of Sonic. Hedgehog, I, you can't catch what you can't see. I wonder how much of the movie they changed, though. Because I, I there was one scene they were showing on the trailer with the old Sonic where they had him jumping on all of them little bots and machines that was in the sky. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if it's going to compromise a lot of work intense uh scenes because they had to change so much about it. So if he don't if they having to do a lot of animating in order to do change it, I, hope I wonder they made if that's the case. Back. Yeah. Cuz that's going to make the money that they have to meet to make profit but i don't but i also don't know how they animate things i would think that they're smart enough to animate this stuff in a way kind of like a photoshop has layers i would imagine that you can just hit the delete button on sonic and all the rest of the movie is going it's just sonic is not there oh you know what i'm saying it wouldn't make sense for them to have to make sonic and that whole scene at the same time they could just hit delete on him and everything else be going on because that's a character i mean it may i think that would make sense especially when you're having to mix reality with cgi you know in a movie and those overlapping parts but i hope it doesn't but i think it's gonna be a good movie either way just the fact that they responded to fans i need this i need this turn out of this movie to be high as fuck because when fans say this shit ain't right and they fix and it, they fix it that that is a good sign. It is. If we can keep company accountable for what the fans want. Talking about movies made me think, did you know that they're making a movie about Mr. Rogers? It just came out. It's out already? Yeah. I didn't know until I saw the preview for it that Tom Hanks is playing. I didn't realize his story was interesting enough to warrant a movie. Yeah. Because he was kind of boring. I liked him as a kid, like the little land of make believe in the trains and shit. I watched it, but like, apparently he was like that in real life, though. Have you seen the preview? He, he, that's he was never a character. That's fucking weird to me. He was never a character. It would have been better if he was a character. <laughs> the uh, the quote that he said is that the best gift that each of us can individually give to the world is being our honest selves, and he lived by that. That's so fucking weird that that's who he was in his regular life. He probably wouldn't. Probably wouldn't. He just probably made a conscious decision to display who he wanted the world to see. And that's that's a, that's an admirable move to make. It'll squash all them. You know, there was rumors that he was like a Marine and had yeah, tattoos all over his rip body. Rip the off everybody. All of that is false. He does not have tattoos. <laughs> he was, he not was cool. never in the military. That hurt. Me, he was never a marine. He was, he was not, cool. That all that shit was cool. a rumor. Now he's not cool. He that made him cool to me when I heard. I was like, oh shit, okay. He wasn't like that off camera. Now he he was. I don't know, man. I I just value that he was a staunch and consistent advocate 
for children's education and, and no mental health. And no scandals came out. Ain't nobody been touched. None of that shit has come out about him. And usually when somebody dies, if it's it going to come out, it's going to come out then. He's been dead for a few years now. And ain't nothing came out. So apparently he kept his nose clean and his hands to himself, I hope. Of course. What you mean, of course? That Yeah. At the voice of, was it the voice of Elmo or Barney that had some sexual assault stuff? I think it was Elmo. The we black don't guy. know, though. You know what I'm saying? It might be the King Jelly Bean effect. <laughs> Somebody might have found a whole box full of naked kid pictures under Mr. Rogers' that is shit. A Rick and, and Morty like, reference. Yeah, Rick and Morty. <laughs> King Jellybean was the revered king and he tried to rape Morty. He did. And at the end of the episode, Rick shot his ass and killed him. And when they went to go to his place, yeah. they found a whole bunch of pictures of kids naked. Yeah. And the dude said, I think the people need to know what do you want me to do? He said, no, burn it. He said the memory of him will be much more valuable. Yeah, because they were mourning the death of King yeah. being old rapist ass. So I mean, we don't know, but I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go with him. It being ain't a, came out. So I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go with him being a good guy. Yeah. I'm gonna go with him being genuine. I like that. <laughs> I like that he did what he was gonna do. I like that Tom Hanks is playing him. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just a fucking movie about Mr. Rogers. So yeah, I don't know that I'm gonna see it, but I just thought it was interesting because he's like the most boring person ever to make a movie about. Again, I, mean, I say that as an adult. Kid Red was watching um, Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, Lamb Chop. I was there. I was with it. It was cool. But like now, as an adult, it ain't a story I want to hear. You know the level of confidence you gotta have to decide to live a life of just being that boring motherfucker yeah Ugh. which means that when the lights went off and he was hitting the cheeks it had to be goddamn whoever was on the other side of them hits probably had a good time or they were as boring as him and it was very like you know, have, have you ever seen how they make jokes about british people having sex and it's just very polite and yeah <laughs> I feel like it would have been like that. No, he had to get so he had to get that aggression out somewhere. He, what? he may not. He have dived no in it like Trey songs. I bet. What's the next letter? We <laughs> 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 went off the rails. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> the next one. Social media. This is Colin again. Of course. <laughs> of course it is. What's up, y'all? More thoughts here. Uh, Google Stadia, uh, not a fan. I want to believe, but until we're able to regulate broadband companies in this country, specifically to the force them to provide adequate bandwidth to all customers, it's going to struggle. I play a lot of Destiny, for example, and being able to quickly uh, to be quickly responsive in split seconds is important. Input lag and network latency for streaming will be problematic without an overhaul of the broadband infrastructure regulatory landscape for the U.S. Two, Twitter political ad bans. This is huge. I'm not sure it will hold up in court since someone could argue that Twitter is a media platform and therefore is vital to ensuring freedom of the press under the First Amendment. But I think it's a big first step to trying to combat the problem of propaganda that we've seen in the last few election cycles. Time for episode 210, Colin. You can speak to the stadium because I have nothing on that. <laughs> um, I agree. Um, and... The damn FTC commissioner, whatever his weird ass name is, I don't remember his name, has steadily been trying to close the Internet where it's been an open platform since the Internet came out, which mm -hmm. means that companies can't regulate what's on Google and what's not on on, mm -hmm. on the Internet, what's on it and what's not on it. They can't 
they can't do things like limit your speed because you pay more or because you pay less and give me all the speed access because I pay more. Mm -hmm. And they can't do it like TV packages and shit. Because mm -hmm. what, what the idea is if we close down the internet and let these companies start dictating how they want to allocate uh, information on the internet, it could be where um, the top tier package that you have comes with Google and Amazon and all of these top websites that you can go to because you pay for this top tier package. Mm -hmm. And then the second tier package, if you pay for that, then all you can get is Bing, <laughs> you know, and fucking uh, Bing. Ask Jeeves and shit. Oh, God. <laughs> and you can't even get Amazon. You can only get Wish. Oh, Jesus. That yeah. is terrible. You know, so the idea is that if they have that control, <laughs> that's what they're going to do. And he has been trying hard to do that. Uh, President Obama tried to make it a. Uh, what is it when they make it a public when they make it a um necessity to the public oh yeah i don't know what anyway they, they obama tried to do that to where it's like people need the internet at this point yes so the government should seek to provide this thing and not allow companies to ha have access to it they've yeah. been fighting that shit tooth and everything nail everything is internet based um as far as twitter is concerned so with with stuff like twitter and facebook i think the difference for me in the whole, you know, freedom of speech. You when you sign up to those websites, you agree to their terms of service and their policies. And so if they have a policy that says you can't do A C A B D why can I not do the alphabet? A B C and D. Then you fucking can't do A B C and D. You can go somewhere else. But if you sign cause you have to agree to those terms when you create a profile on those websites. So I don't think it'll be as much of a freedom of speech issue because of that, because you have to agree to those terms before you can even use the website. And if the terms are, you're not going to do these things and you don't agree with it, then you just don't make a profile on Twitter, Facebook, what is Instagram, whatever, any of these social media platforms. <laughs> but once, once I do accept those terms and those terms tell me that, you know, I can post political ads and red is running for Congress. You know, I, I shouldn't be able to put an ad up. That's uh, a paid ad that says red, like getting trains around on her <laughs> in public. <laughs> I shouldn't be able to do that. No, So that's what it's about. It's about, but I'm saying if that, but that can be covered under the terms of things you can't do to stop that. And I don't know how. Well, that's what I'm that's saying. What I, that's what, and that's the question Tag was asking some weeks back about what we think about them trying to ban those political ads because of how misrepresentative they can be. But the reality is they do that same shit on like put TV ads for they do. candidates when them shits get dirty. Like, you can't stop people from lying, so it really it takes the free speech out of Twitter. Yeah. But I guess what I'm thinking is they're not going to allow them to be paid at. Like, they're not going to boost that so extra people see it. Oh, yeah. Like, if I post that shit myself, then whoever would naturally see it with the algorithm will see it. But when you boost Twitter or and or Facebook yeah. is artificially helping other people see it. So if Russia is giving their department, you know, $50 million 
to impact America's government through Facebook, they got an endless amount of money to put these ads in people's faces. Mm -hmm. And Instagram ads to put in people's faces and Twitter to put in people's faces because they boosted them and they got the money to do it. So I think that it's right now, I think it would probably be safe considering that that's what just happened to our social environment. Mm -hmm. Russia came in, infiltrated it and said, we're going to fuck these Americans up from the inside out. Not the outside in like the firecracker in your ass. What is the next letter, nigga? <laughs> you had to slide that in there again. <laughs> I'm just find, trying to find how many creative ways I can <laughs> you know, stick that in there. The same way they oh. would stick the firecracker in your ass before you hear it sizzling. I hate you. <laughs> um, Let's see. Next is Cole Jackson's question. Okay. Um, I'm excited about this. I read I'm going to read it again. Okay. Me and Colin did ours last week, and we're going to go through it again. What's up, con artist? I listened to your last episode and wanted to talk about the woman who beat and degraded her child at school. I don't know if you watched the aftermath of the situation, but the woman got on Facebook Live and justified her actions by saying she's raising a young black man, and if she had to beat him now to save him later, this is what she would do. Also, going further to say that the problems in this world will happen because some of you don't beat your kids' ass. I wanted to ask you, too, why some single black mothers feel the need to hide behind the shield of saying that they have to beat and degrade black boys to make them functioning citizens in society. And also, could you go into the long-term effects that could happen to this kid later on in life? And I hate when I hear people say that shit because I don't think the moms realize that what you're saying is that little black boys are so unruly and so wild and so animalistic that like a tiger or a lion tamer, you got to beat their ass to keep them in line. That That's what you're saying. You feed it into this idea that black boys, black men are things to be feared. And so we got to we got to try to cage him up in some kind of way. And so you feel like you need to do that before the world do it for him. And I don't, I don't think moms that think that way are purposefully hurting their children, but they hurt their kids. A lot of, I mean, it doesn't make it any better that I don't, I don't think that it's purposeful. I don't think that they realize that's what you saying. You feed it into this idea that black boys, black men, are these savages that need to be beat in order for them to and it's just slave mentality we watched each other get beat by slave masters and that just carried over and we still doing the shit i do not think that it is necessary for you to raise a young black boy into a young black man that is not going to be a part of the criminal justice system it is not a requirement for you to be whooping his ass all the time or whooping him any more than you beat your little black girls if you do corporal punishment because you feel like that it's effective which it has been proven not to be but that's another issue altogether then you should be doing that shit across the board i hate when i hear people say well i'm raising a black boy so because he a boy you got to beat the shit out of him. And it's a lot of things, negative things that come from little black boys that grow up in those environments. A lot of them have issues with women. If your, your black mother whooped your ass your whole life and kept telling you how you wasn't shit and she doing this to hope so you could hopefully potentially maybe possibly be shit. I mean, how you going to feel about black women in general? <laughs> you get older you know what i'm saying like your example of what black womanhood is is not very positive 
you know, it leads to all kind of problems. And again, there's been studies proving that corporal punishment leads to a more aggressive child. If you the if your child knows that when you do something wrong, you get hit or you hit people when they do things wrong. This is why kids go to school and when Timmy take his blocks, he busts Timmy in the eye. <laughs> Cause Timmy need to know don't take my goddamn blocks. <laughs> because that's what you do. You hit people when they do things you don't like. Or you hit people when they do things that they shouldn't do. It does lead to aggression in kids. So I it's horrible and I hate when I hear that shit but I also I don't and some of these mamas just think shit but I do think a lot of them really think that they're doing something good I think a lot of them really believe that this is what they need to do in order for them to have the best little black boy that they can and it's just misinformant it's leftover slavery shit and this is why when white people we talking about why can't we just get past slavery it's because there's remnants throughout our life even now, it still impacts us, as proven by the the content of this conversation. Uh, I said everything I had to say last week for the most part, but I'm just going to address something I think I've addressed on the podcast before. The idea that a, a woman can't teach a boy how to be a man. But let's just go on ahead and break that concept down. Because a boy is going to become a man, whether you like it or not. He's going to have the stature. Yep. He's going to have the size. Yep. He's going to have a deep voice. He's going to have a meat. <laughs> if he didn't have a firecracker in his ass. Found that a way. blew his meat off found from the way. outside in. Okay. <laughs> if he didn't have that incident, he's going to have a meat. He's going to be a man, Stupid. okay? That's just what it's going to be. He's going to be a man. So the question becomes, you can't stop a boy from becoming a man. No. If we're going to use the physical, aesthetic version of what a man is. So that means we have to define what a man is because it can't be that. Because he's going to become that, whether a woman, man, alien, dog intervenes or not. The question becomes, what internal qualities and traits and characteristics do you instill in a boy that allows him to emulate what a man is? And my belief is that anybody can deliver that system to a boy. Anybody. Yes. Now, I do think that that uh, delivery system will be delivered more efficiently, perceptually from a man yes. than a woman. But a woman can teach a boy how to have the skills that will make him a fucking productive and valuable man in our society, in our world. And if you, I will argue you to the fucking death if you don't believe that because I was raised by a goddamn woman and I know what I consist of and I know what I am. So if you want to argue about it, let's do it. But any man that say around me, a woman can't teach a boy how to be a man, we'll have a conversation. And it doesn't require... Because it implicates me. It does. When you say that shit, it implicates me. Well, and it doesn't require that woman because she's a woman beating the shit out of him in order to instill those things. That's not necessary it's not and it's not fair like god damn you happen to be born a little black boy it's already <laughs> tons of shit that you just gonna deal with just because of the way that the world is and before you even get out in the world that don't give a fuck about you you gotta go through years of essentially torture at the hands of the person that keep telling you that they love you and again this is why a lot of them grow up and have relationship issues and have intimacy issues and don't know you know how to care or be cared about and so 
it's just I hate when I hear women say that shit. It frustrates me. And if it's somebody that I feel like I can have a conversation with, I have conversations with women when they say that like it's not necessary for you to beat him because what you're saying is that he's so unruly and he is so savage and he is so he's just innate innately all of these things that the only way you know to tame any of that is to beat his ass and that's not true and you shouldn't even believe that about your son that's not how you because if that's what your belief is how is that not gonna rub off on him how is he not gonna grow up to feel like he ain't shit or to feel like he ain't less than, or that he just this savage, he'd been having to be beat and yelled at his whole fucking life. How would he not feel that way or believe that about himself? You his mama and you believe it. So that shit fucks with me. I hate that. If I And I don't have conversations with everybody because there's some people who's like talking to a motherfucking brick wall. <laughs> so if it's somebody that I feel like will be receptive of a back and forth conversation, and I'm willing to listen to why you feel that way. I want to know why you feel that way. So that we can talk about it. And so any of the, the myths or any of the misconceptions that you have, we can talk about it. And all the way that happens is if I'm willing to listen. So I don't go and just be like, bitch, you ain't shit with me, your child. Even though internally I'm like, bitch. <laughs> but I'll have a conversation because I, I really don't think that at its core, I don't think most of these women hate their sons or hate black men in general. I think they feed into this notion that they got to do this before the world do it to them. And that's just not true. Not at all. So. But I ain't going to um, dive into that question no more because I gave most of what I. Well, that's my answer. And I saw week. that and I was so sad when I got sick that I wasn't going to be able to answer that because that's one of the things that in my last job I dealt with a lot. A lot of sing single mothers with issues with DHR because they didn't went ham on their son, feeling like this what they had to do in order to have them grow up and be productive. It's like, bitch, no. <laughs> no, no. Not necessary. The next one is from Colin again. It's called Dancing Off Meat. My nigga. <laughs> L-M-A-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O. Stupid. Just wanted to send this in for you, Red. Of course you did. Also, that MAGA challenge is trash. Looking forward to episode 211. Oh, yeah, the MAGA challenge. I wonder if he's still going to award the... <laughs> he got a lot on his plate right now to be awarding a winner of a fucking rap challenge. Yeah, I guess we'll see. <laughs> so. And the last one is from Big Stu. Big Stu. Appreciate you, Big Stu. I am so excited. Every time we have somebody new, I'm so excited for them to be writing in and asking us questions. Love it. Likewise. Hey, Red and Mr. On Point. I found the conversation that Mr. On Point and Colin had on episode 211 in regards to Stephen A. Spiff to be very intriguing. Even though I often disagree with their viewpoints on black society, I personally don't have an issue with people like Stephen A. Smith, Candace Owens, Jason Whitlock, etc. Everyone is tied to their own opinion, no matter Wait, how wrong-headed I might is it believe Smith it to be. Smith or Miller? Smith. Stephen Miller is the one that I thought was on ESPN? Mm hmm Are you? Okay. I thought his last name was whatever. Go Stephen ahead. A. Stephen A. Smith. I thought that was the news anchor. That is. The ESPN got it. Is that who he's talking about? Yeah. Okay. Confused. Everybody is entitled to their own opinion No matter how wrong headed I might believe it to be 
My only issue is the platforms on which they choose to spew some of their negative rhetoric in regards to black folks. To me, there are certain conversations that need to stay in-house and not be said amongst mixed company, or else you run the chance that those conversations will be weaponized to further white supremacist ideology. Yeah. What do y'all think? Also, as a Christian, I'm with you on point in that I don't believe it's my place to question someone's faith. Yet in 2019, I find it very hard not to side out some of these Christians, especially people of faith that seem to flock to the defense of someone as contentious as Donald Trump. Don't get me wrong. I have much less of a problem with the Trump supporters who just support his policies alone. The ones that bother me are the ones who talk about him as if he's some Christian role model. What Christian would align themselves with known white nationalists? It just infuriates me how some Christians justify his actions. Sorry for the essays, LOL, Big Stu. Hey, don't apologize right for the words. Much we as can you handle are. the words. Yeah. Words is all right. Let's get down some of these ideas because you got some heavy ones in here. Now, I agree with you. I personally, I, I'm a, like I said, I have an umbrella on a lot of things. Freedom of speech, I got an umbrella. Everybody should be able to say what they want to say. Mm -hmm. But you're going to get these roasts. <laughs> You're going to get this dialogue from me about how it causes that problem. Yes. But I, I guess I guess in what you say, uh, Stu, Big Stu, is that is it really, is it a throttle on how much of a freedom of speech advocate you are if you want them to say what they're saying in-house? Do you? No. Because, well, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's middle ground because... Uh, uh, the the freedom of speech purist is going to still advocate for them to be able to say what they want to say, even though it's out there. I'm well, I'm not even saying that he's saying that. I'm saying I think that's the middle ground that we get stuck in. But you can do that, but it still goes back to the consequences of doing that. If you have these conversations in mixed company, or you have them around people that do use them to weaponize, that's one of the consequences of you saying what you said, but and that's something you have to take into consideration. But the consequences ain't for them because they're doing it for gain. Candace Owens is doing it for gain. Oh, Candace Owens is saying that I ain't never experienced no racist shit in my life, um, and after Obama, racist shit just was all over the place. <sighs> She's doing it for gain, so she don't get consequences, and she don't care. She doesn't that she care get about the, uh, get criticized yeah. by the black community, and she don't care that the white people use what she says to weaponize the rest of us. She don't give a fuck about that. Exactly. So when it comes to knowing that somebody is not advocating for us, uh, proper throwing out propaganda for the black community, using that, uh, giving the white people that is ammo to use. What is the implication of what that means about your um, advocacy for freedom of speech? You know, to me. But that's like what what you talked about before about how freedom of speech is cool until somebody come up and say your mama ain't, is an ain't shit ass bitch. Yeah. You're going to get upset about that. You're going to yeah. get upset about somebody that's saying something that while it doesn't negatively impact them in a roundabout way it neg it negatively impacts you like even if you're an advocate for freedom of speech you could be the most staunch advocate of freedom of speech it's gonna be certain shit that's said you're gonna feel a way about and i think the shit that candace owen says falls under that 
because it impacts me. Like, bitch, you're going to be all right. But these white people going to tag on to this and be like, well, you know, Candace Owens says. And so now I got to <laughs> deal with the, the aftermath of you saying bullshit because now white people feel like it's okay because you've made it okay and you're black. Same, that was the same issue I had with Stacey Dad. I don't give a fuck about Stacey Dad's dumb ass. She could do whatever she wants to do. My issue with her, though, is the fact that her out here shucking and jiving and shit <laughs> had Fox right where they wanted to be they got somebody black saying the shit that they can't say and so while i still feel like everybody should have their freedom to say what they want to say fuck stacy dash for that well, reason if i believed that their rhetoric was genuinely to help the black community then my answer may be different yeah i don't think their rhetoric is to help it's the not. black community and as far as stephen a smith goes the problem I had with Stephen A. Smith, he was 100% critical against Colin Kaepernick and about 0% critical on the NFL component until people started calling him out. And then he uses the I'm a black man crutch to validate that he should be able to say what he want and he's black, so it means something because he's black. You know, and I, I just don't like that. But, you know, like I said, that's what being a it's a hard place like. to be in to be a staunch first rights advocate, but then first amendment advocate first amendment rights advocate and then also not want people to say things you don't like you know what i'm saying because ideally if you're a first amendment advocate then if somebody came up to you on the sidewalk and called your mom a fat bitch you would say well it's his first amendment right to do that no what's gonna happen reality is, gonna is box them out. yeah you might uppercut that motherfucker <laughs> you might deontay wilder that bitch in the seventh round you want to fight last night Oh God! One punch KO got down. I Blup. still that interview Blup. he did Blup. about killing folks. Just man, I just that's all I think about when I hear his name. <laughs> to this day, <laughs> to this day. Oh, <laughs> uh, ain't he the one who was talking about killing his opponent and how this the only sport where you can get paid to do yeah. that shit? Yeah, he that's was the also speech. the one that had the fucked up words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah. Look, he said I'm smart at what I'm smart at. That's knocking <laughs> motherfuckers out. Oh, okay. He probably got brain oh. damage from taking all them motherfucking hits. Probably not. You don't think so? Nah. <laughs> it's is... more likely that he just never knew how to do that shit. Like I'm gonna Floyd try to give him. When you can punch hard, what the fuck do you need lessons for? <laughs> That's why 50 Cent was on Floyd Way Mayweather asked about reading hell. When you can punch hard. And avoid punches. Why in the fuck do I need lessons? <laughs> I'm gonna whoop niggas' asses the rest of my life. I can get paid doing this. <laughs> and look at Floyd Mayweather just fanning with money and shit. While I'm out here with an education, <laughs> so I got my damn lessons. Trying to make it. Um, the second part about the my, you know, what I've noticed about a lot of Christians, and that's, I say this living in the Bible Belt and just being around a whole lot of people that consider themselves to be these staunch Christians. I think the way that Christians end up following people like Donald Trump, some Christians, not all, because some people have the gift of and power of discernment, and then others are one trick ponies. They're one vote voters. They're one. And so if you're a Christian who believes that abortion is wrong, and you have Trump doing all of this save the baby shit, even though a lot of these 
political figures that are all about not having abortions had mistresses to have abortions so it didn't fuck their families up then they gonna go along with that because it's that one thing that they've just latched on to and it's so important to them that's what it seemed like to me and so it as much as all the rest of the shit that they don't do don't make no goddamn sense and a way that the rest of the shit ain't got nothing to do with no family values they just hold on to that one thing <laughs> and they're like he's Chris, he's a good christian man rest of them out here trying to kill these babies and he wants to save them because babies are a blessing from god like i just feel like that the people that do that are just real slow <laughs> there's a lot of single issue voters out here man there's a lot of people that pick the issue that they have the most problem with and then they vote based on that man and they believe based on that and when it comes to the south um abortion is a hot button topic it is even though i mean and the thing is it's like if you go back and look and even even earlier on like even in the 50s 60s like if you go back and look when people like were, began this whole like save the babies and, and when the abortion was illegal the people that were lobbying for this shit because they was fucking around on their families were probably <laughs> was probably funding all of these doctors that was doing these back alley abortions because you out here fucking outside of your marriage which is also wrong in the bible must have missed that part but it's it's when an abortion is convenient it helps them out <laughs> and it's different but all these other women no absolutely not you keep that baby that's a blessing from jesus some people are just stupid and i have no problem with with faith-based people faith-based people you believe what you believe i have an issue when you are a hypocrite and you you telling me all of this shit but i can't see it through the way that you live in your life you got all of these issues but you i saw you down at what is it sammy's <laughs> is that a strip oh, club uh, here <laughs> yeah, yeah. you down at sammy's saturday night up in the church on sunday that's what i'm i'm just saying <laughs> that's my issue you believe what you want to believe, but if you're going to say that you're a believer of it, then it need to show in the way that you live your life. Otherwise, it's just But the context words. of Christianity is that you can be a sinner, but you can always be forgiven for your sins. But only when it comes to that individual person. Because they love to stand in judgment of other folks doing shit. It ain't, it ain't about being forgiven of your sins when you standing in judgment of somebody else. That's only brought out when it's something you did. <laughs> Jesus forgives jesus forgives i don't bop, 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 bop. that's a movie scene <laughs> yeah and you know like i said this happened before with reagan ronald reagan had a just cult following his personality his movies and stuff he did and it makes no sense why trump would be on that that list but he is he is unfortunately uh, yes. he got a lot of bullshit. Ooh. Jesus, that's gonna be terrible in the history books when my kids are studying. Um, if I ever have any. Is that it for students? And I don't have a problem with Trump uh supporters uh in general. Yeah. I have a problem with people who don't inform themselves with knowledge. That could be you. It could be anybody listening. 
If you have not informed yourself and armed yourself with knowledge, I don't really value your dialogue very much. Yeah. Um, because we we don't have a baseline for where we're we're coming from. Yeah. So, fuck them. <laughs> so two things before we get into the topics. One is a, an incident that I had happened that I want to just briefly talk about, and then okay. we're going to get into the meat positivity. All right. So I was at home Saturday night watching TV up late. I stay up pretty late most nights. Just Or let me not say I stay up. I fall asleep on my couch a lot. So I'm not like actually up. I just like fall asleep on the couch. <laughs> So, uh, Saturday night was one of those nights. I fell asleep on the couch, woke up. I was like, oh, shit, I probably need to get my ass up and get in the bed. And before I could make a move, I hear knocking on my goddamn door. Now, this is like midnight, like 12, 1230, okay? Now, y'all know I watch a lot of ID channel, okay? I don't go to the door. You don't don't do pop ups on red because you're gonna be outside. I don't come to the door. I didn't make a move. I didn't make a sound. I didn't do a goddamn thing. But lay there and listen to this person knocking on my door, and then I see a flashlight shining through my blinds. I'm freaked out. Okay, I live by myself. It's midnight. There's no reason why there should be anybody knocking on my door. Like it's weird. So I call on point. I call Cole Jackson and I call my cousin that stab bitches that I've talked about on the show before. Now, he why? to give you some input. <laughs> some help. <laughs> In case technique. I don't know. I mean, my need, my need his services. I don't know. His technique is horrible. Why? Because he didn't kill her? Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you stab somebody, you stab to kill. You don't stab the wound. He didn't. He, he stabbed to kill. He just didn't. He didn't count on her getting help. Some good Samaritan is the reason why she didn't Listen, die. Listen, if you want somebody dead, you don't wait for him to bleed out. <laughs> you stab him, twist, and then stab him right Jesus in the back. <laughs> and then if you have some firecrackers <laughs> to stick in their ass and light up so that they can hear it sizzle, it's going to explode and blow their ass up from the outside in. I know you're going to find a way to, for this next story. But anyway... So I then I didn't call them because I wanted them to like come inspect shit outside of my house. Okay, I had no expectation that anybody that I called was gonna come over. I called because I watched too much ID channel, and so in my mind I'm like, "Is some shit go down tonight? I need somebody to know that some bullshit happened earlier in the night. So they have a, a starting point and a timeline for when I potentially came up missing. Okay. You had three people talk to me at like 1230 in the morning. All three of y'all could corroborate that. Yeah, it was about to. Like, I'm in detective mode solving my own fucking crime before it happened. <laughs> what would they need to <laughs> give me justice if I get murdered? So that was my point in calling. It wasn't to have anybody come over. I don't have no expectation. What the fuck are y'all going to do? Um, now, I told my mom about this, and her immediate thing was like, why didn't you call the police? And when she said that, it immediately struck in my mind that that never crossed my mind. And it's because of all of the shit that's happening with the police. Now, this will become important later in this story. <laughs> so... 
I laid on the couch for like two, three more hours, just like, you know, in case they kicked the door in. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Finally fell asleep. Nothing happened. The next day, I just had, this was Friday night. I just so happened, no, yeah, Friday night. I so happened on Saturday to see my neighbor that lives directly below me. And I was like, dude, I don't know his name. <laughs> I was like, hey, I had something weird happen. Like, I had somebody knock on my door at like 1230 this morning. Did someone knock on your door? He was like, yeah, it was the police. And I was like, the police? The fuck were the police knocking on my door for and didn't announce themselves or say shit? And he was like, they were here for me. They came up to your apartment by mistake. Well, where the fuck did they announce themselves? So basically what had happened was my neighbor that lives directly below me had got into it with his ex about his kids. He went to work. Kids was at his apartment. He come home, no fucking kids. He freaking out because we had the whole cupcake incident with children disappearing and shit. He called her and found out she just came over and got the kids without saying anything to him. He make her bring the kids back. They in the parking lot get into a, a, a argument. She called the police. Who the police parks at a building that's not our building and sneaks up on foot with motherfucking flashlights? Why wouldn't you have announced yourself? So then I get upset. And this is why this made me upset. Two reasons. One, this really reminded me of the lady in Texas. Or Tatiana Jefferson. Where she had somebody do a fucking well check on her and she ended up dead because the police was sneaking around with goddamn flashlights. Okay, first of all, that was the, my immediate thing and I'm like, oh my God, that pissed me off. Then two, I'm thinking about if I had opened the door and it's the police, I don't even know how that interaction would have gone. I don't know my neighbor's last name or his first name for that matter. I don't know his name. So if they could come to my door and say, we looking for Todd Jones. We got a call about Todd Jones. And I'm like, I don't know no Todd Jones. I'm in here by myself. If they didn't believe me, that could have got, you know what I'm saying? Like it just could have been a fucked up ass situation. And I was so mad when I found out that it was the police. They didn't say a, nothing, not Hoover PD, nothing. Just knocking on the door, flashing lights around and shit. Like some goddamn burglars. I was so mad. I'm still mad. Because I just... And again, it took me back to my mom asking me why I didn't call the police. And it's like, I hate that it's gotten to this point. But that wasn't even something I thought about doing. At all. And like I said, when I called y'all, I didn't expect y'all to come over, be good Samaritans and check out shit. Because if it is some fuck shit going on, I don't want y'all to die for my behalf. <laughs> I called so y'all would have a timeline for when I came up missing, if I came up missing. That's why. Okay. <laughs> I know why. Why? I know why you coming. Oh, yeah. You already knew? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cole and my cousin probably did, too. People who know me know that I, I think... If something happened to me, how can they solve my death? I want justice. Shit, if I got to die, somebody going to prison. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so, yeah, that happened. And I just. Meet positivity. I don't know. You have anything to say about the police coming to my door doing whole, bald-headed whole shit? Police just policing, goddamn. What the fuck? When did we stop announcing ourselves as the police? When did this become a thing? Police do what they want to do. You're supposed to fucking announce yourself 
At least I wouldn't have been freaked out all night thinking it was some kind of fucking weirdo knocking on the side of my goddamn door. Because you know, if I knew it was the police, I probably still wouldn't open the door, to be honest. Because why the fuck? I don't know nothing. There's no reason for the police to be coming to my door. Any question you have to ask me about, I don't know. I ain't heard nothing. I ain't seen nothing. Ain't no reason for me to open the motherfucking door. So I probably still wouldn't open the door if I had known it was them. But I would have been able to go to sleep. <laughs> Not thinking that some strange person was like knocking on my door at 1230 in the morning. It's just the essence of somebody who, um, or a, a system that has crafted our perception of it. Our perception of it is that the risk is higher if we interact with them than if we just don't bring them into play. Yeah, I actually got kind of angry with my mom. Like, why would the fuck would I call the police? Like, why would that be what you suggest? <laughs> what the fuck am I call the police for? Yeah, she's like, why you didn't call the police? Why would I do that? That never crossed my mind. I literally called. Who did I call first? I can't remember if I called you or Cole Jackson first. I know I called my cousin last just in case he somebody had knocked again. I could just be like, you know what? Just head over this way. <laughs> now, him I would have asked to come because I know he'll fuck somebody up. <laughs> and I know he got guns. Y'all ain't got no guns. So um, I would have had my cousin come. And I would have felt better about him dying for me than y'all. I would have felt guilty. Okay. <laughs> That's good to know at least. <laughs> meat positivity. All right. So my meat positivity. It's pos- a trap, everybody. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. <laughs> no, I purposely didn't tell him what it was. I just told him I had some meat positivity I wanted to talk about. So I was sitting at home bored. And I was looking for something to watch. And I came across something that I didn't know existed. Apparently in February of this year. Jordan Peele made a four-part do- four documentary about Lorena Bobbitt. You remember who Lorena Bobbitt is? Mm-hmm. Who is Lorena Bobbitt? Lorena Choppit. <laughs> she cut that man penis off. <laughs> she did cut his penis off. And I thought this would be the perfect story for Meat Positivity since y'all like to talk about it so much. So, the documentary is actually pretty fucking good. Um, it's on Amazon, so if you have Amazon Prime, it's just called Lorena. And when I saw the name, I was like, I only know one Lorena, <laughs> and that's Bobby, <laughs> and it was her. <laughs> they are interviewing all of the police officers, all of the surgeons, everybody that had something to do with that case at the time, and they interviewed John Wayne Bobbitt, which is the one who lost his meat, and they interviewed Lorena Bobbitt about what happened at that time what happened directly after and what happened what has happened since and when i tell you that this is one of my favorite documentaries and it's not because some man got his dick cut off okay i'm not that morbid right it has nothing to do with that i don't believe you are okay good (laughs) it's because it was such an interesting when that case it was 94 so i was a little kid so I don't really remember the case like that. Like I remember it happening. I remember like hearing about it, but I, I didn't really, you know, I was a kid in 94. Um, What would I have been? Like 10? I would have been like 10 in 94. I was 10. Yeah. And I had not yet masturbated. Not important to this time, story. But I had seen a, a Playboy. This is has nothing to do with the story, but all right. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I was at the age where 
I valued my meat enough, uh, then it would have been hard to really. Well, part of why the documentary is amazing <laughs> is watching these men, the police, the surgeons, talk about her cutting this man dick off and seeing how uncomfortable <laughs> they still are decades later. <laughs> they are still fucking uncomfortable. Talking about one of the um the doctors was like he went out into the waiting room and the police were out there and they were all sitting with their legs crossed. <laughs> because if you don't know the story of Lorraine and Bobby, I don't know how you wouldn't know this, but it was a wife who cut her husband's dick off and threw it in the bushes. <laughs> and they had to try to find... So the first part of it is them, him calling the, the ambulance and them going to get him and them realizing that she cut his dick off and then them trying to find the penis because it wasn't in the house. So they're, work, they're walking around this house inside, walking around the perimeter, trying to find a penis. <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous thing because i can't even imagine as an officer what you would be thinking and then it was like a whole so in 94 it just was a lot of interest if you have amazon prime it's worth a watch uh and i feel like this fits into meat positivity because john wayne you know had to figure out <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna go did he get sold back on or something? It did get sold back on. Actually, he made two porns because people kept asking him if it still worked. And I guess his solution to that, he had like a little bit of fame after it, he was the man that got his dick cut off. So he made two porns um, to prove that his dick worked. But they found it. So what happened is they couldn't find it at the house nowhere. They had her, they were questioning her, and they were like, Lorena, where is it? <laughs> and she was like... I, I don't know. I was just, I was so upset. Like, I, I don't know. I think I threw it out the window because <laughs> she has an accent. I forgot where she's from. And um, so they went, they went the, the route that she went and about where she said she felt. And so they were searching and they found it in the grass. <laughs> and they put it on ice and they took it. And this micro surgeon who looked like Doogie Howser, he the youngest, like they showed him back then. He looked so young. Sewed his dick back on. And it still works. They found it in enough time. I mean, I don't see why it won't work. I mean, anything that you get cut off that don't get put back on in enough time, like you, it, because they said that they thought they were going to have to basically make him a little thing like a woman if they had found it in, in, in a certain amount of time. Like there was a timeline where if they had found it too late, he would be dickless. Mm-hmm. And they showed it. And. <laughs> because it was cut off and because it was shrunken it was like really small so i don't know how they found it um but he tells the story of that night and (laughs) she was acting like she wanted to have i always wondered how she cut it off because a flaccid penis i feel like it would be hard to cut that like somebody just lay there and let you cut their shit off and it's flaccid she was acting like she wanted to have sex and all like they were gonna this is his story her version is that he was committing marital rape against her on a regular basis and this she was just tired of it and cut his dick off but he said he was getting ready to leave her and he had been cheating on her and that's why she left or that's why she cut his dick off but she was like giving him a hand job like they were like she was gonna have sex with him got it hard enough <laughs> she could cut it off and she did and she took it with her 
And she threw it out the window by a, a gas station in the bushes. Well. But he, the weird part, I believe if she would take him back, he would get back with her. Like, he was very... Like, he still sends her birthday cards. <laughs> so. Whatever. <laughs> so, I guess even with her cutting his meat off, you know, trying to just tie this back around to meet positivity. <laughs> you know, he had to overcome. He did. Losing the meat. And he bounced back with his confidence. And that was talking about Okay. Like, maybe he had a moment when he didn't know if he was going to be able to get it attached back. But the fact that the bounce back was so strong that he went and made porn from it, that's the kind of confidence well, that Col- you're supposed to have in yourself as an individual. Cole Jackson said it wasn't a good porn. I don't know. He said he remembered watching it and it was terrible porn. So I, mean, I don't know. Still, the fact that you would make one. Well, he had a bit of celebrity so like part of the documentary also follows them following the incident i mean this was it's 94 so part of the big thing was one nothing like this had happened two penis was still a word that wasn't like you you know we say everything now but in 94 all of these newspapers they they <laughs> they interview all of these reporters and publicists and they didn't even know how to report this story because penis was not a word that was used in the press. <laughs> but she cut his penis off. Like how else are you <laughs> how else are you gonna write about it? It's she cut his dick off. Um so just listening to them like try to figure out how they were gonna write up the stories. But he went through he had a little bit of celebrity after that. And people did were curious if it worked. And so again, his his solution was to shoot porn. Just say, hey. Still got my dick. Still gets hard. Still works. Hey. I don't think it got to be a good porn to understand the concept that (laughs) even when you lose your meat, you have not lost everything. (laughs) Because you still have you. He did still have him. Exactly. He did. Um, If your life. He almost didn't have him. So I didn't think about this. A lot of blood flow goes to that area. He lost a third of his blood. Of course, yes. Before, before they could, like, they had to, <laughs> he almost died behind this. And I didn't think about it. That makes sense. But, like, I was just like, a third? It's a lot of goddamn blood. They say it was blood. Like, she did it on the bed. And so, like, the mattress was soaked in blood. <laughs> it was like a spray. Like, because he had put his legs off the side of the bed. There was, like, blood spatter where he was just sitting with his legs spread, like not knowing what I to do. I mean, do you know how much uh, blood has to be in the penis to get maintain the hardness that it does? I mean, blood at that point, your body is pushing blood to that area rapidly. Yeah. So, I would imagine that would be the case. And she cut it off again when it was like she got it hard, so she could cut it off. She didn't cut it off when it was flaccid, so I'm sure it was a lot of blood. But it, listen, I say all this in jest, but it's a very good documentary. Jordan Peele, I don't know why Jordan Peele decided to do this. She was on fucking, Lorena Barber was on Steve Harvey's show. I didn't, because it starts out with a clip of him talking to her and like, why are you 
why you cut it off like why oh no why did you throw it away or you know how goofy he be um she was apparently on his show which he ain't had that show that long so that was pretty recent for him for her to be on his show but it's a good for a little each part is about an hour if you want to it's called Lorena and it's on Amazon and that is my contribution to meet positivity and is the only way in which I will contribute well there might be more stories for you to tell <laughs> maybe but if uh, you may men if you can't exist without your meat you got work to do <laughs> okay just know that one day your meat may not work oh well yeah age and if your identity is tied to what your meat can do but that identity is not tied to your true self then you are going to suffer uh, I, I feel like I feel like the little star. The more you know, said the little ding should come up. But anyhow, oh, also don't do women wrong because sometimes they'll cut your dick off. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever, and I I don't think I've ever been angry enough where I would purposefully give somebody a hand job so I could cut their dick off. Like that's planning. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Anyway. It's a good documentary. It's called Lorena. It's on Amazon Prime for free if you have Amazon Prime. Otherwise, I think you may have to pay for it. But anyway, if you have a question <laughs> that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is Conversation Call Artist at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Call Artist, and send it to us that way. That documentary is really good. I'm just saying. Um, Speaking of documentaries... <laughs> So, there is a show called Humans of New York. Have you ever watched that show? The what? Humans of New York. Yeah. You watched it? I don't watch the show. I read read the articles. I've never watched the show, but they had this black lady on here. Tangeray. Tangeray. That everybody wants to get a documentary. And... I just want to read. I'm going to read this first part of what she said. I'm not going to read all of it because it's really long. But just this first part. If you don't, if you hear this and you don't want to hear the rest of this goddamn story, I don't know. <laughs> not to mention, look at her. Mama is got old first. <laughs> the third one got a picture of her from back in her day that make it look more believable. I mean, of course, she is. She ain't doing this shit recently, but look. So here's her story. Listen, tell me this: you don't want to hear this as a documentary. My mom threw me out of the house at 17 for getting pregnant. Then had me arrested when I tried to get my clothes. Then she fucked the head of the parole to get to try to get me in jail. She was some prime pussy back then. <laughs> but the warden did some tests on me and found out i was smart so i got a scholarship to go anywhere in new york i chose the fashion institute of technology which i hated but by the time i was already getting work making costumes for the strippers and porn stars in times square oh but by that time all my friends were gay people because they never judged me all i did was gay bars drag queen contests Crisco disco i love the whole scene and i couldn't get enough of the costumes my friend paris used to sit at the bar and sell stolen clothes from bergdorf and lord and taylor's back before they had sensor tags so i had the best wardrobe mink coats 
five inch heels, stockings with seams up the back. I look like a drag queen, honey. One night, a Hasidic rabbi tried to pick me up because he thought I was a tranny. I had to tell him, baby, this is real fish. <laughs> and that's just the first part. I want to see this documentary of her life. Somebody needs to do this. I will fucking watch. Can you imagine? And her the, her name is Tanger because that was the name she chose when she was was she a stripper or a prostitute? A stripper. Tangeray. <laughs> Tangeray. Oh my God, it's so funny. She is so funny, and she just looked like somebody's little grandma, which makes it the more better. Um, hey, we don't know our grandparents' secrets. You, but that's this what I be trying to tell my mama and like older people. They act like young people now are so bad. Y'all just didn't have social media where people could see the fuck shit that y'all did. My mom has told me, okay, that she would be on a date with one nigga and not decide she didn't like him and call some other nigga to come pick her up at the payphone. <laughs> my mom was out here pimping. But then you act like the stuff these people do now. It's like, girl, no. <laughs> I know. No, ma'am. Y'all just have social media for everybody to know about it. And hey, think about this. Some of y'all grandmamas have been fisted before. My nigga, why would you? I'm just saying. You had to go to the worst possible thing. I mean, one, Jesus in, one in a thousand or two thousand, I imagine, but. Oh my One of y'all grandmamas like fisting. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you have not, th- and she went viral, like everybody on social media was like, somebody please give her a documentary. Somebody please like write her story down. Please somebody. So I hope it happens for Tangeray's sake. I, Cause I feel like she deserves it. It sounds like she didn't live quite a life and yeah. it deserves to be immortalized. <laughs> and yeah. for the people, let me just say, I can't stand people who can't have no fucking fun. I listen, okay. Life blows sometimes. Being black female in America blows sometimes. I'm sure being a black man in America blows. Like it's enough shit. If we can have fun about shit, could you let us? It was all kind of people talking shit about how, oh, this what y'all want to see a documentary on. Oh, you want to immortalize all of this terrible stuff that she... Like, bye. Okay? If you don't want to watch it, don't. Don't ruin it for the rest of us. I want to see Tangeray's documentary. I would watch it. Shit. It would probably be like that. There's a. It was a movie on Netflix about pimping. I can't remember. Pimping in America or something. That shit was very interesting. And the main pimp that was talking talked about how he married his bottom bitch at the end of his pimpage. Damn. And him and his bottom bitch are still married to this day. That's a goddamn shame. <laughs> Go look up Tangeray, though. It's, it was a meme all week. So, I mean, all last week. So, I don't know how you would have missed it. But I, I heard her story sounds interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. So, I want to see it. So, you know Harriet Tubman movie came out, right? Yes. Have you read any criticisms about it? Not the movie, no. So, apparently, the movie created this black man that doesn't exist historically to be the bad guy. What kind of Django shit is that? And the hero was a white savior. So, 
So they basically just took away everything that Harriet Tubman stood for. They didn't take everything away she stood for. I think they still gave it to her, but at the end, I just don't think that they wanted to demonize white people. I have seen it. This is the criticism that, that they're getting about the movie, and if it went that way, then I'm just, you know, thinking about it like that. What the fuck? They all got a white savior, though. But that's problematic <laughs> that they have a white savior. This was the one story where there was no white savior required at all. But because you got to make yourself feel better about what your fucking ancestors did, this shit happened. Okay? It did. It's documented everywhere. Everybody knows. Okay? We don't need to pussyfoot around this. We all know it happened. All right? Your ancestors did some fuck shit. It's just what it is. Live with it. Live with it. Don't rewrite history to make yourself feel better. The fuck? Jesus. And... Gregory Allen Howard has been trying to get Harriet on the big stage for like 25 years. I'm with that until you tell the rest of this. <laughs> Since 1994? Yes. In 1994, <laughs> a studio executive suggested that Julia Roberts, then a 27-year-old starring in a summer rom-com with Nick Nolte, should portray the former slave freedom fighter and how in the fuck julia roberts is one of the whitest women in america she's gonna be harriet tubman julia roberts you can even pick somebody that's mixed and white passing like <laughs> this shit says i was told how one studio head said in a meeting this script is fantastic let's get julia roberts to play harriet tubman <laughs> Um, when someone pointed out that Roberts couldn't be Harriet, the executive responded, it was so long ago, no one is going to know the difference. What in the entire fuck? <laughs> Do you know how much that story would change <laughs> if you put a white person in it? Nobody's going to remember? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. What do we do? Oh, my God. <laughs> You know what? It's just I ain't gonna go off on white people today. I'm just not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Oh my goodness. Um. So yeah, so you know the memes come out. Of course. Got Julia Roberts on the twenty dollar bills and shit. <laughs> but you like know it's, it's more of how it's more of how white people really don't understand, especially older white people. They just don't get it. Period. They just don't get it at all. And I guess the question is, what do we do about that? Do we accept that they don't get it, so they're going to sometimes come out with some insensitive shit? Or do we hold them accountable so deeply that it just continue to place a rift between our interaction and relations? <sighs> I don't know the answer to that, but that's the question. Um, So Jocelyn Savage. Jocelyn Savage? Yes. It probably sounds familiar because she was one of R. Kelly's concubines. Okay. She's now changed because she was one of the people that was like, everything's fine. Uh, now she's writing this tell-all about her life with him 
and what really happened. And it's the fuck shit that you would expect it to be. Um, she met him when she was 19 and he told her that he was going to make her the next Aaliyah. So I don't even know if the bitch can sing or not, but that's what he told her. She believed it. She's so far released two parts to this. Uh, the first part being how she met him and everything. The second part is when shit started to get bad. I just want to read an excerpt from this. Okay. After months staying with Robert, as I said previously in my last chapter where it all started, things tend to get worse. It was nights, I mean every night Robert would get drunk, and that's where most of his anger came from. He told me I couldn't do certain stuff without him knowing first, or his assistant. He started to slip into a depression because it was days I just wanted to get a breath of fresh air, smell flowers, go shopping, see my family, but it was just stripped away from me. He cut my phone off because I spoke to my friend's family without him knowing, and that's when I realized something isn't right. I didn't know if this was the same Robert I met. I kept thinking to myself, he just wants me to be safe. He wants the best for me. He thinks someone is going to take me away from him. But it was me being delusional. Why would someone claim to love me, keep me locked up all like some damn animal? All that shopping and taking me everywhere to my favorite store stopped around February of 2016. She then goes on to talk about how it would punch her in the face and just, just, fuck shit. And I don't know how many parts this story is supposed to have, but, um, you know, you got some people that are like, okay, you know, they, they believe it. And then other people are like, you were just talking about how he did shit. Now you trying to capitalize off of this. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they might've gotten... You know, everybody couldn't have been fond of these two women that they have to feed and are basically jailed up in his house. You know, a bunch of people had to have a problem with this. Yeah. So I imagine at the point that R. Kelly is gone and he is no longer controlling the money and he's no longer controlling the property, it was only a matter of time before they source of income was going to run out. It's only a matter of time before the women that were living at his house are going to have to figure out what to do for money. And she was putting this stuff up on her Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you can't keep shit. But she got like 3,500 people on her Patreon paying at least $3 a piece. Yeah. You know? How many people did I say? 3,500. 1,300. 1,300. 1,300 people, yeah. Oh, that's a lot. I had calculated that. I, I meant $3,500. Dollars. Dollars. A little bit more than that, but yeah. like $3,900. Per week, month, thirty nine dollars per month. Well, there are people that you got the people. I don't know, man. I, I feel it. I feel it though, because if I had a story where a man kidnapped me and took me to the basement and then put a firecracker in my ass and um, lit yeah. it and it sparkled and blew up from the outside in, found another way. <laughs> I definitely, definitely want to get paid to tell my story if it was that popular. So I would definitely put a Patreon about my sizzle-ass experience. I mean, and the thing is, it's like when she was saying nothing happened, y'all was mad, talking about she lying, she's blah, blah, blah. Then she come out and she said, okay, this is the truth, but this is what happened. Now she lying, she just wants some money. But It's like, okay, well, what do y'all want? 
Because she was upset when she was taking up for him when he was still out. Okay. Now he locked up and she ain't got to worry about him coming to punch her in the face again. And she's saying this stuff. And y'all still got a fucking problem with it. People just want to believe what they want to believe. They just want their narrative to be what is relevant in the situation. Because she come out and lie. Like, you expect women to lie in these situations. Okay? Battered women lie all the time for the men that be battering them. They had black eyes talking about, no, no. Who the fuck runs into a cabinet? That's the dumbest excuse I've ever heard in my life. But they do shit like that. Just to save these men. That's what happens. So... It's more believable that they were lying then and telling the truth now. Because if you're saying they lying now, that means that you're you're just saying they were telling the truth then. And you're only doing that because it fits your narrative for them to be lying now. Dummy. <laughs> yeah, it just, I was like, y'all, what do y'all want? He was mad when she was saying that nothing happened. Now she's saying stuff is happening. And I mean, even I feel like even if she had posted this somewhere where it was completely free, where nobody had to pay for it, motherfuckers would still be talking about she just wants some clout. That's the new thing. She clout chasing and shit. It it wouldn't have mattered. Like and she could have like charged a lot more than three dollars a person for this shit. Way more. Tons more. <laughs> And made a lot more money, but I don't know. People just it must really not feel good to no longer be sexually desired by somebody because you got too old <sighs> and you're still in your 20s. Oh, this that is creepy. got to be the worst because <laughs> the girl, both of them attractive, yeah, they are. All of them attractive, they are attractive. That's why he wanted them. And, he the, and people had this myth that attractive people have high esteem or that they they have this this high self-worth and, and can't be conned and this kind of shit. The way you look ain't got shit to do with it at all. If you somebody chasing a dream, if she really thought that she can sing and wanted to be the next Aaliyah and fucking R. Kelly is giving her some, some attention, it don't matter how pretty she is. I don't know why people think that if you look good, then she should know better. What? So if she been ugly to you, you said you would have made more sense. Like she ugly, so I see why she like what? That has nothing to do with your self worth and where you see yourself. You're right. Aesthetics is just that. It's aesthetics. And a lot of youth youth and experience comes into this situation too. Yeah. You know, it makes a difference. What you got? Um, so I'm gonna go on a rant next. <laughs> okay, <laughs> a little mini rant. I was just gonna talk about how I saw an article that Kanye West wore a Confederate flag. Oh, for the fuck's sake! And when you read the article and you found out when he wore it, it was like back in 2013. You know. So I was just going to say, man, an article just came out recently indicating that millennials um, have the hardest time amongst all groups discerning between what's real news and what's fake news. And millennials should be the ones not having that problem. Yeah. You know, it should be them boomers. <laughs> so I'm just saying that to say, man, y'all need to be careful about how y'all are intaking information 
and how y'all are allocating that information back out into the world. I try to be as informed as I can. We've been called out before on mistakes, you know, uh, in terms of just using the wrong name or something like that. But I really try to stay informed when it comes to ideological things that I'm talking about. So uh, I just wanted to mention that. Oh, and you know, y'all might disagree with me about this and I don't really give a fuck. Um, so I just want to talk a minute about ain't shit niggas. Um, so Cameron apparently had this longtime girlfriend that's not Juju because everybody was thinking it was Juju. Some other woman apparently, I mean, it's Cameron. I'm sure he did have multiple girlfriends, but she passed away. And I just want to talk about y'all out here being okay with being long-term goddamn girlfriends, okay? Please stop doing that. Diddy did the same fucking thing, okay? He was all in his feelings, and oh, he was so sad when, what's her name? The model. His baby mama that died. What's her fucking name? Something Porter. Kim Porter. Kim Porter. He did the same shit. Why are y'all don't be long term girlfriends? Cameron is in his forties. You didn't die being a long term fucking girlfriend. Why? Don't do that to yourself. No, nah, that's I don't know. I don't know if that's good input. Why? Because I'll be a long term boyfriend to somebody that's rich while I'm doing it. Yeah, but like you. It's real good advice for some pole hood rats. But Kim and even pole not even pole, but this Kim Porter was a model. Okay. She had her own stuff. So I mean Maybe Kim Porter the reason they weren't married. No. Maybe Kim wanted her side meat. No, he had side bitches. Everybody knows this whole story. <laughs> I know. It played out in front of the world. I know. And I'm sure Cameron's shit is the same because everybody thought it was Juju because everybody thought his long-term girlfriend was Juju. <laughs> and apparently, he went with this girl equally or longer than Juju. And I just don't... I... What do you get out of that? Like with Cassie. I think people get to have the kind of relationships they want. And if you don't have what you want, then you leave that person and go get what you want. But not everybody does that. I'm speaking to those people who stay because it, <laughs> whatever the reason is, whether it's you really love this person and you hoping that one day they're going to just finally choose you. Then he would have did the same thing with Cassie. Had Cassie not just been like, you know what? I'm going to just go and go get married, have a baby with somebody that like wants to have a, a long-term committed situation with me. But at a certain point when you're staying with somebody, aren't you the one contributing to your own peril? You are. And that's why I'm talking to those people and not to the fuckboys that, that do this. We Men do this because they're allowed to do it. Like, women, you have to know if that... Now, if you're cool with just being a girlfriend and you're the one that don't want to get married, or you cool, that's fine. I'm talking to the people who are miserable because this is what you're wanting from him and you keep assuming that that shit is going to happen. Years in... It ain't gonna happen, sis. It's not. <laughs> you gonna die, and they gonna the headline is gonna read "Long Term Girlfriend of Cameron." What kind of fucking shit 
I do not. If I die, please don't be. That don't need to be the way that I get announced in death. Cameron's longtime girlfriend passes away. The fuck? Not a name. Not who she was. Not what she. Cameron's longtime girlfriend. That was your life. That's who you were to the world. It's bullshit. Don't be that. Don't do that to yourself. Okay? Don't do that. If you know that you desire a marriage and kids and shit, and the nigga that you with don't want that, that's okay. But don't stay hoping that he going to change his mind. Because what the fuck happens if he don't? You're going to die in the headlines and go, hey, long-time girlfriend of such and such passes away unexpectedly. Shit. I mean, they made the bed. I'm telling people don't make that bed. Get in a different bed. Don't get in that bed. That's my PSA. I know, but I'm saying, like, you have to have the gift of discernment. You have to be able to evaluate relationships. I feel like a relationship evaluation needs to happen all the time. I need to evaluate the relationship I'm in to make sure that it is still providing the things that I need and want because people change. What I want may change. Who I am may change. What he wants may change. Who he is may change. I think you're supposed to always evaluate situations. At certain points, you need to be like, is this some shit I still want to do? Yeah, I still fuck with him. Okay. Like, you need to have those conversations with yourself and with each other. Shit changes. But to just sit around and hope that one day, you know, he going to surprise you with a ring or some shit like don't do that don't be the long time girlfriend unless that's what you want to do but don't do it because you just this the only thing you can do to be with him that's what i'm saying nothing wrong with being a long time girlfriend you have a right to get married not get married do whatever the fuck you want to do but if you're doing it because this is the only way you feel like you can have that person that's some fuck shit don't do that to yourself you don't get your years back that you spent being one of six girlfriends for a nigga you don't get that time back and at a certain point, the odds that you get a ring on your finger versus a ring around your eye <laughs> increases <laughs> dramatically. The longer you go without a ring on your finger, the more likeliness increases you're going to get a ring around your eye and or herpes. <laughs> Remember that. Sage words from Mr. Home Point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just that saw that shit and I was like, I feel bad for her. That's that's who that's what they decided to put in the headlines. Like, don't that ain't who that girl was. I don't even fucking know her, but I know she contributed more to this fucking planet than being one of Cameron's bitches. Like, <laughs> the fuck? And then he doing what Diddy did and acting like he's so goddamn heartbroken. You ain't want to when she was here. Don't be acting like you cared about me when I fucking die. Is you wasn't doing right by me when I was fucking here? Shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear shit. Don't come to my funeral crying or none of that shit because you weren't crying when you was making me cry, so fuck off. Sit down somewhere. Now you feel I regret and you should have did this, that, and the third. That don't help me. I'm dead. Death might have helped you hell. <laughs> Be honest. Only way you was going to get out of that yeah. situation. Oh, Lord. And I now say... you to come back as an animal. <laughs> I say this as somebody that did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm talking about this from the angle of, I did that shit. You know what I'm saying? And it was stupid. <laughs> and I realized that now. And I just, I, I went through that. Hove went through that so you don't have to go through that. Okay? But that, like, I think the problem is that 
women hold on to hope that they will get more from the man that they want to be with. They do. And I don't think it's a way to tell a woman to turn off that hope. I mean, when the men who do it to them are pretty crafty and intentional at oh, yeah, doing it and getting away with yeah, it. Yeah, so, they'll have you thinking like, okay, it's, he's he's doing better. Like, this could be the year. But all I'm saying is at a certain point when you evaluate a relationship and it's not providing you what you need and that person isn't willing to ch- to give you that thing, you have a decision to make and your decision should not be to just hang around just so you can fucking have somebody. That's a terrible feeling. It's a terrible feeling. And you don't get those years back. So that's just my PSA for this week. Don't be the longtime girlfriend of blank when you die unless that's what you want it to be. But if you were just hanging on because you were hoping that Cameron was going to drop Juju and become, like, don't, don't do that to yourself. And then they, like, she ain't even no young girl. This ain't Cassie. Cassie's young. Cassie's still young. I get Cassie. And at least she got out early. This woman been fucking with Cameron in his 40s, so she had to be in her 40s as well. You too old to still be holding out hope for this shit. Long time girlfriend, my ass. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, what more can I say? <laughs> Sometimes a bad idea is the best idea that you got. <laughs> you got to get better ideas at some point, though. Shit. That's Black Dynamite. When it don't serve, when stuff don't ain't serve, no longer serving its purpose, then it's got to go. That's just what it is. Like with anything. I ain't going to wear shoes that I didn't outgrew that's too small. I'm not going to still be stuffing my foot in a five when I'm a nine. Fuck I look like. That's stupid. It hurts. And it don't even look good. Because I'm going to be walking funny. <laughs> it's my feet hurt. <laughs> when stuff don't serve a purpose anymore, you let it go. But if she been getting paid the whole time, then it has served a purpose. Not if she was wanted, like Kim Porter wanting to be with him, wanting to be his only. Even if you getting paid, that feeling of seeing him out with other people or him in the head, that hurt. That so, shit is painful. It's what gets your dick cut off. <laughs> it's what gets your dick cut off. Uh, squirted all over the walls. <laughs> we come back full circle. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happened. <laughs> But yeah, I just saw that and I was like, another one, uh-uh. Y'all stop being long-term girlfriends out of wanting to be, just be with somebody. Good, if you don't want to get married, of course you're going to be a long-term girlfriend because you have no, you're never going to get married and you don't want to. That's cool. But if you're doing it because he don't want to marry you and you don't want to let him go, it's problematic. It's not okay. And you're going to look back over your life and regret that shit. So don't do that to yourself. That's it. <laughs> okay. Well, we had an hour and 53 minutes, and I ain't got nothing else. I think that was my you last You got anything thing. else on your mind? I do not. Okay. Um, well, until we come to the next conversation. Oh, wait. Uh, somebody, and I don't know if this was like how long ago this was, but... Oh, no, actually, Leroy Ketchum in the group said <laughs> he was seeing dogs, and now you've just fucked up dogs for everybody because he was at a shelter, and he said all the dogs were looking at him like we was wolves. We were motherfucking wolves. Yep. 
I just don't think that dogs feel that way, but I guess that's because I'm a slave master. Well, that's because dogs have not been endowed with the level of sentience that we have been endowed with. They are not aware, but we are aware. You know how we know? Because we the one that converted them from the wolves they are. If this was a movie about human and dog's relationship, the plot twist would be when we tell man's best friend that we the reason that he ain't what he used to be. We the reason that you're deformed. And You've watched. We are the reason that you're the pug I pop out. <laughs> and they need surgery on the front of their face. Watch too much Rick and Morty. Morty, where are my balls? Or testicles. Summer. Did you say testicles? Summer. Summer, where are my testicles? Where are my testicles, Summer? We were wolves. Okay, I just had to say. And somebody Did you um, see the tweeted. First episode of Rick and Morty. I haven't watched it. Y'all said it wasn't good. It made me sad. No, it was genius. I I, I liked it, but it just it was different. different. Okay, I had to watch it. It was really really dark. It's Rick. It's not surprising. <laughs> but um, it's really dark. Well, you need to watch it. Cinnabon, Miss Cinnabons. That's the one who said that she yeah. um. I look at shit so late on Twitter. I really need to stop doing that. That's why I'm <laughs> commenting on it now. <laughs> so, sorry. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.